Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's well, up? It's Nino Calvin. I just jumped off the porch with dirty glove bastard. You know what it is. I'm Trey Game on the music of murder. Before you load that clip, make sure you wipe your fingerprints. If they get shot and no one died, and I ain't patient. Alright, so we got Nino Calvin jumping off the porch with us today. What's up? What's up? I'm feeling great, man. How you feeling today, man? I'm feeling good, man. Can't complain, you yeah. know. Taking it a day at a time. I mean, that's all you can do, man. Real talk. Nah, I definitely appreciate you coming by today, too. Man. Nah, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Go ahead and introduce who you got sitting behind you today, too, man. That's my big cousin, Hef. Toga Hefner, old Hef. Playboy Hefner. Yeah, man. Okay. I got you, man. All right, so, man, how you feeling about 2022? How's it starting off for you? You know, about a month and, what, a week? Shit. Ten days in so far? I mean, I love, so far, everything been going great, you know. Um, I just got a lot of shit planned. Um, I just uh, partnered with the CBD company. Oh, really? And Yeah. I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I got some samples for you. I want you to taste them. Okay. Uh, you know, the Delta 8 and Delta 9. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Mm. They based in Louisiana or where are they from? Um, so basically, you know, Louisiana just passed the, the law to make it legal. Oh, really? You know, so um, they're not based in Louisiana, but now they're based in Louisiana because of me, but they're based out of Virginia. Okay. So, yeah. It's called you. Magnolia Hemp. There coming. You go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a perfect segue, man. I wanted to ask you about the Magnolia Project. Of course, man. of course. And, up I, and the infamous Magnolia, man. Yeah. So what was that like for you, man? What, what was that atmosphere like? Like, to be honest, it was regular. Like, it was kind of normal because you in a, you, you, you in the environment, you in a project. You know, this is my big cousin. We grew up like brothers, you feel me? We three years apart. So it was me and him in a project going everywhere we rode we would still ride bikes ride dirt bikes yeah. you know going into other projects riding dirt bikes you know what i'm saying you know soldier slim from right across the other side of um the coatway we grew up around him grew up around all the gangsters we grew up around everything we watched everything go on but it was just normal you feel me it's like the only thing that kind of probably fucked us up is when like juvenile and them like really like when juvenile really blew like he coming to a project with, with the yellow Rari, you feel yeah. me? You know what I'm saying? It's just shit like that, you feel me? Like, Turk used to pull up, purple PT Cruiser, park that bitch in the driveway, <laughs> and get out the car and just walk in the project. You know what I'm saying? Like, he regular, you know what I'm saying? So, everything other than that, it was just typical hood shit. Yeah. 
But how motivating was that to see people, you know, be able to make it from where you guys yeah. are at, man, and uh-huh. be able to come back and show love to the neighborhood also? To be honest, it's like, it was normal. They made it so normal, like, it was just like, it was expected. You feel me? Because, like, you know, 99, 2000s, I was like five. Yeah. But I remember it vividly. You feel me? So it was just, since I was at a young age when that shit was happening, it just became, like, normal. Yeah. You know? It wasn't, it wasn't rare to see them. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, definitely, man. Uh, so did they tear down Magnolia or did they rebuild it? What um, so basically they tore they tore down the project and they rebuilt it, but it's still the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like basically not gentrification, but they basically knocked the project down to give lower income better places to live. Mm-hmm. So certain areas, certain uh, sections and apartments are Section Eight, okay. and a few of them you know, like regular rent, like an apartment. But when people move in there and they see what's going on, they be out that motherfucker within <laughs> like two months. But, That's it. but they, they ain't knocked down juvenile side. They, they got one original brick, like uh, the building, the leasing office. Oh, really? So the, yeah, yeah. So they, they left that, huh? Yeah, they left that up. So um, that's the, the leasing office didn't get touched at all. Oh, shit. A lot of history in that. In yeah, that for sure, though, for sure. For sure, man. So what's your thoughts on all the changes that have gone on in New Orleans? You know, so it's like, like you said, 2000, then Katrina came, and that kind of fucked the city up too, man. And it seemed like New Orleans kind of like a whole different city now than what it was. Yeah, it is. That motherfucker, like, hate it. Hmm. Like, it's just like a third world country right now. But, um, fuck, to be honest, dog, that shit's still the same. Yeah. Ever since Katrina, like, it took a little while to get the shake back, but now they put more money into the city. So there's a little bit more, more shit to do. Like, they got Dave and Busters and shit like that. Oh, yeah. They ain't had that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I got that's you. it. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? How old were you? Like, off the porch, like, we, like, man, we, we really from the project, you know what I mean? So the, the bricks, like, like, you know, some people would be like, grandma can't leave the porch. And, that we, he older than me, so when I'm four, he's seven. So I got to hang with him, <laughs> with his friends. Like, it wasn't no never just sitting inside. We been running around. Like, we been famous, hood famous, them badass niggas out the, out the noise. But as far as, like, I see jumping off the porch and my life changing as far as, like, getting into things, you know what I'm saying, that the average person don't get into, I say like, like um, I was 13. My pa, had, we had lost our friend. He had, he got killed at four. He was 14. I was 13. Sure. He was, fuck. He been hanging. I don't know, but fuck, 13. Just say 13. Yeah. And kind of just talk about your pops' uh, legacy out there in New Orleans, man. man my pops a legend, like real. You remember? Real kingpin shit, so that's why like, like my daddy is my daddy, so he a real legend, like you know what I'm saying, like, feel me, bricks, feel me, like, like real shit. We used to get in trouble, me and him used to get in trouble for. We wanted to do what they doing. We was, we didn't took flour out the kitchen, wrapped them bitches up like bricks. <laughs> Got monopoly money. We serving each other. I swear to God. Like, that's wild. But. 
and my pops and my pops. So it's like I got the game from him. I seen so much shit to the point where it kind of fucked me up, to be honest. Was he trying to steer you away from the streets? Like, man, just because you see me oh, out here, of course, you don't need to it, go this route. Man. Like, I look at it like this. Like, my daddy was so stuck into the shit to the point where, like, he used to try to keep me, not keep me away from it, and not do certain things in front of me, but it was so much shit happening to the point where he couldn't shield it from me, and I wasn't the average child. I wasn't the average six, seven-year-old. Like, I knew what was going on. Like, I knew what, what this drug is by how I look. I know what, I was gambling, shooting dice, everything, you feel me? So it's like, I wasn't the average six, seven-year-old, seven year so, Fuck, he tried to steer away from it, but I'm hanging with my older cousin. I'm hanging with, you feel me? I'm walking through the project. Niggas treat me as certain way just because who my dad is. Like the whole project, old side, new side, walk on this side. You, certain niggas can't, you can't go to this side and that. You feel me? Walking through the whole project. I just knew, you know what I'm saying? But he tried, you feel me? He tried. I understand. Yeah. Uh, you ended up moving out here to the A in high school, right? Yeah. So what brought you out here? Did you, like your parents move out of my here? My pops, yeah, went to jail and shit. My mama, flight attendant, wanted to, you know, better life. Yeah. So what you think when you first touched down in Atlanta? Was it much of a difference than New Orleans? Not or? really. Like it was, but it was like a niggas had a different game. Like you had to learn it. You feel me? Like niggas in Atlanta befriend you before they cross you out. Like you know what I'm saying? Come off as a you feel me? So I was very, I had to be observant first and, and really see what was going on, you know what I'm saying? Then niggas, GDs, Crips, uh, fucking blood, everything, like gangs and shit, you know what I'm saying? So, but it was, it was regular. What part of the city did you touch down at first? First, I went to the east side. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the east side. Yep. So did it take you long to kind of If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And the transition, be like, ah, right, this is my new home. I fuck with this. Because, you know, especially when you're like a teenager, man, moving at that age, it's like, man, I just want to go back home, man. Fuck this new place. Yeah, but that's, that's crazy because it was like, Every, every Friday I miss school because I'm going to New Orleans. I'm fly for free. Oh, so for I used real? to leave, make sure all my work done, boom. My mama got the shit, she gave me her log and I booked a flight. I'm a companion pass because I'm her son. Mm -hmm. Book my flight Friday and get my return to New Orleans and my return flight back Sunday night. So, oh, I was so you was like 50-50 then? Yeah, I was gone every week. I never missed a party in New Orleans, never missed. The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. It's electrified. So you can boogie woogie woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie woogie woogie through the mud. Or boogie woogie woogie to work. Where you boogie woogie woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Sure got the boogie. Then you boogie woogie woogie to the elevator. As he boogie woogie woogies after you, begging, please, take me with you. Boogie. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. Learn more at Jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. That's the DJ. It's just I was too stuck to that bitch. Yeah. And it's free. It's free. It's a free flight. Sometimes I couldn't catch it because it was overbooked, like if it was something going on. But majority of the time, them bitches was, you feel me? Yeah. 
I list myself on another flight, or another flight, till I get there that Friday. I feel that. And you went to school with Summer Walker, right? Um, if, like, when I was on the east side, I went to school. I was going to Martin Luther King, feel me? But when I went to school with her, that was, that was in, on the north side. My mama moved from there, because okay. I was fucking up. Got into some shit. And she was just like, you know, you doing the same shit in New Orleans, so it's like, move you to a better side of town. Yeah. So that was Sandy Spring. And then I went to school there for like a year, six, really eight months. And yeah, I went to school with her. So did you end up finishing school? A year later. What about college? Did you think about going to college or? I, I, man, I couldn't go to no college, dog. I swear, like, I applied, but I only got accepted to some bullshit college. Like it was, it was a bullshit kind of. I don't, I don't even think that was an HBCU. For real, man. That, <laughs> <laughs> man, that was hit. I look, I said, I ain't going. Nah. So did you stay in Atlanta or did you go back home? I went back home as soon as I finished that bit. Really? Yeah. yeah. So what were you? Were you I rapping mean, at that point, or what were you doing? I was rapping, but I wasn't like, I wasn't, I wasn't confident. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is 2014. I went back 13, 14. I started rapping for real, for real. And then, like, being confident, because I was always dropping shit. But when I went back home, I just was dropping and dropping. 2014. And then 2015, I went and stayed with Bird for a few months. No, for, for, I was back and forth with him for like, two years and shit, but I went stayed with Bird. Went back home when I left from Bird and recorded Tuesday Freestyle. That shit went up. Hot nigga. And then my buzz just went crazy, but it took to that, that, um, that motherfucking Ritz Carlton Freestyle. Hmm. I did that bitch. That was in 2016. 16, that's when, that, that's when my buzz took off, for real, for real. So, yeah. And you linked in with Birdman through your pops? Like, Birdman, I've been knowing Birdman since I was like five, six. Oh, shit. Like, Birdman and my, and my, Birdman and my uncle, like, feel me like this. You know what I'm saying? So, all my life, like, so I was like five and six, like, my uncle would just, you know, we'll go by bird, chill some days, you feel me? Bird give out turkeys in, in, in my hood every year. So every year we in a project, in a park, you feel me? And we on the dirt bikes and shit. And we used to just be standing in front of the tour bus. Hmm. We'd park them bitches in front of the tour bus. We in the park before the police get out here. Hmm. We waiting, you feel me? You can't tell us leave, you feel me? And bird. He just had a liking to a nigga. He used to only let me and like two more of my partners up, you feel me, on the bus. He always had a liking since, to me since I was small, you feel me? Like, yeah. always wanted me around. Just, and that shit just gravitated. I got older and it just was the same way. Like, I was staying with him, nigga ain't want me to leave. Hmm. I still got a room in the crib. Oh, for real? That's hard right there. So when you went down to Miami to stay with him, what was that experience like, man? 
That shit was like mind blowing, you feel me? Cause he's showing me shit that I ain't never see before. Like showing me his more to just the project, more to all this shit, even though he's still a project nigga. Yeah. He's just showing me his more. It's, it's way more, you know what I'm saying? So was he encouraging to like really take this rap shit serious then? Or, or did he just want you to focus on anything else but the streets? To be honest, no. Bird wasn't like, he wasn't, he wasn't telling me like, man, you gotta rap, fuck with this rap shit, fuck with this rap shit. Like, I had to find it in myself because I was shy. So he was letting me be around the shit, take it in. You feel me? Like it wasn't my time yet. And I, and I understand I had to learn a lot of shit. You feel me? I was, I was around for two, three years before he even let me record. Really? You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like real shit. Before, before it was like, Nino, this is your session. Yeah. So then when I start and, and he's seeing the confidence, you feel me? And he like, nah, like, yeah, fuck with it. Boom, boom, look, you gotta go hard, do this, give me ideas and shit. You know what I'm saying? Look, you gotta rap on that old school shit too, boom, boom, boom. But it, was, it wasn't until I built the confidence into myself, I had to believe in me to make other niggas believe in me, you feel me? Yeah. Even though he loved me to death, mm-hmm. you feel me? Understood, man. So I had, to, I had to find it in myself first. Yeah, so when you caught your buzz, um what was that experience like? You know, your music starting to go up. You're starting to get some notoriety online. Were you ready for that? I mean, I, I like, I, I, nigga, I already been like hood famous. So I wasn't, I was new to the different type of fame, like uh, notoriety or whatever. But it was just kind of like, just at a, a higher pace, but we've been famous for riding, like street famous, you know, known in New Orleans, you feel me? So, it wasn't really something that was just like gonna drive me crazy. Yeah. I was like kind of not used to it, but I was used to it. Yeah, I remember um, you made news when you got shot uh, a few years ago, man. Yeah. Um, what, what did that whole situation teach you about like how to move, move around, especially in your own city too? That was, I mean, I don't give a fuck what a nigga say or what a nigga, how a nigga feel. Everybody human, you know, like, it was just one of them days in New Orleans. You feel me? And if you from New Orleans or been in New Orleans, you just know, you know what I'm saying? Like, anything could go down, mm-hmm. you know? So, it didn't really, only thing that made me look at life different was my son was like four my first son was only three months and i'm like he ain't even say my name yet i ain't about to check out like that you feel me but that's just if you putting yourself in this in this life you feel me and you gotta know what come with the shit you know what i'm saying so all that shit did was just made me just limit me being out and accessible no, nah, I got you. I completely understand that, man. So what's your creative process like? Do you be writing or you just be punching in and freestyling? Both, but I be I really like the like I really like the write sometimes, you know, yeah. but both 
I'd go in there and do a song. It was the fastest I'd do a song if I freestyled, bro. It was the fastest you ever seen me do a song. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes, oh shit. Ten minutes. Slapping, you feel me? Yeah. That filler, I did that shit on Periscope live hmm. in like four minutes. Feel me? But I like the right too, though. How'd you link up with uh, Lil Soldier Slim, T.Y., and Juvie, and the whole uh, Ghetto Children movement? Uh, juvenile. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He put that whole thing together, or? Yep. Because yeah, when you look at it, it's a crazy dynamic, man. It's like, that's never really been done in rap before. Real talk. <laughs> nah, that, was, that shit was crazy, though. Like, and my brothers, though. Yeah. So what's your thoughts on the rap game, the music industry, everything that be going on these days? Like what? Shit, everything from the social media to just how the game goes. Like, what you mean by how the game go? Shit, you know, just like dealing with labels and stuff like that. I just feel like niggas just gotta keep going, you feel me? Whatever your situation is, you go work it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck it. You jumped in this shit, you feel me? Niggas rather dodge bullets all day or dodge these contracts. You feel me? Real shit. That's a good way to put it. Real, you wanna dodge bullets all day, dodge the police. A dodge a few, get a few fucked up deals and just try to maneuver. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Them bitches, which you still in this bitch to make some fucking real money. Yo. So, fuck it. I got you, man. What's been one of the biggest sacrifices you had to make uh, to be successful in your career so far? Discipline. I had to discipline my mind. Like, I had to like not do certain things that I'm used to doing. You gotta limit your fun. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you're gonna miss some birthdays, some kids, you feel me? Holidays. You feel me? Sometimes, you know, you just gotta just say, you gotta put you first and put the craft first and say fuck everything. Yeah. So sacrifice is just really just Hurting people's feelings. You gotta hurt some feelings to get where you gotta go. I dig that. What has being a father taught you about life? It ain't about me no more. Feel me? It ain't about me. I can't move how I used to. Nigga can't move like a crash dummy. Feel me? Like, nigga get mad, nigga can't move off emotion. Fuck that, let go swing, let go kill this nigga. No, got shit to live for, feel me? No, absolutely, definitely have you slowing down too, man. Got kids, 
kids. I got kids. How many you got? Three. Okay. That's a lot. That Fuck. is. That's a lot. <laughs> you want some more? Yeah. Not right now, though. Okay. Probably like about five more years, six more years. So what's new with the music scene in New Orleans right now, man? Everything popping right now, man. We back. We back. Why do you feel like people slept on the talent out there, man? Because there was like a gap, you know, from the, the no limit, the cash money run. Um, up until recently, like, there, there had been that gap to where, like, not a lot of artists have been really blowing up. Like, they've been big in the city, but not blowing up, like, on a on a world-wide level. I feel like the dough is like, it's major cities that pop, right? The same major cities always been in the loop since the 80s or the 90s, mm -hmm. feel me? LA, New York, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, um, you know what I'm saying? Shit like Texas. And when they get their light, they get their light. And all they are to shine. You feel me? Like New York, they got their light. That drill shit. Everybody shining. All them niggas shining. Whoever from the Bronx or whatever, whoever, whatever the fuck you from. You was buzzing in New York, now niggas looking into it. So now that people gonna look into New Orleans and look into this shit now, the light about to get back on now. It's about that time, too, man. Fucking right. And what type of impact and influence would you say New Orleans has had on the culture and on the rap um, game, too? Man? Everything. Everything. I feel like the whole Detroit sound is New Orleans sound. Mm. You feel me? Like, because it's, 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 it's the same. It's, that, it's the many fresh sounds, like them horns, whatever the fuck that shit is. Like, but it's just a little different. But it's the same sound, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I bet, I bet, I bet you, half of the niggas, majority of the niggas in Detroit favorite rapper, or they listen to, or they used to listen to, BG. He even used to live up there. That's what I'm too. trying to tell you. Not saying they don't got their own sound. They made their own sound, but it's. I feel like that's from New Orleans. I'm just, you know, feel me? Yeah. It just sped up. It's just a little different. You know what I'm saying? But it's that same. That's why New Orleans niggas fuck with the Detroit, the rap, the, the sound. Like, nigga, fuck with Detroit music. Like, we ride to that shit. You know what I'm saying? We be real. But because it sound like us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Real shit. I got you, man. So you've been, um, you know, talk about this new album coming up, man. This Triple M album. Triple M, yeah. So. It's like just three M's, you know, money, music, and murder. It's just the three things that's just, that's really surrounded in New Orleans. That's what's going on, you feel me? It's just, you know, a lot of shit that's just going on everywhere in New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? So I just put it all into one, money, music, and murder. You know what I'm saying? So I got Melly on now. He gonna be the only feature. Really? Yeah. How'd that come about? We had it locked in before he went to jail. Oh, really? Okay. 
So what type of vibes should we expect to hear on this project, man? Hype shit. Real strong 808s. Yeah, man. I'm talking my shit. Toxic music. Money music. Murder music. What about producer-wise? Who'd you work with for this one? Uh, Cam Beamer. Audio hitters. Um, yeah, that's two. It's, that's um, two producers from New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. On this one. I saw you just preview this uh, fingerprints video, man. Yeah, that's Cam Beamer. Yeah, fingerprints. Yeah. So, what can you tell us about this song? What's the inspiration going into this one? Uh, I was just giving game to the young niggas. That's all. You know what I'm saying? Like. Just giving game to him in a song. You want to be in his life. You know what I'm saying? Just listen to what I got to say. Let me tell you something. Yeah. So when do you think this project will drop then? It's going to drop the spring, summer? Nah, end of this then? month. End of this month, okay. Yeah. End of this month, early next month. Okay. For sure. Yeah. It's getting mastered right now. It's been done. Okay, so it's done. Just waiting on, uh, on all that. I got you. Yeah. So what's some of your goals? What's some of your plans for the rest of 2022 then? I want to start me a real label, man. Feel me? I want to run up 20 million. And I want to get my CBD company up. Feel me? I want to get my CBD company to the next level. Do you plan to put some other artists on the label too? Of course. That's the point. Make some money. Yeah, absolutely. What's some advice you would share to the youth, to the new generation coming up right now? Man, hey man. If you're gonna do the music, do the music. Feel me? If you're in the street, you gotta let that shit go. Feel me? It's a difference between being smart and scary. You know what I'm saying? Fuck what a nigga gotta say. You gotta be smart, get the money. You know what I'm saying? Then you can play how you want with the money. You ain't gotta, you can play how you want, do what you want. But if you're still in the street, you're gonna hinder yourself from getting blessings. You feel me? You can't, have, you can't do the devil's work and get God's blessings. So you gotta find a way to limit that shit. And whenever you find a way to limit it and God see you trying, you're going to get blessed. That's the only thing that was holding me back. And that's probably still holding me back. You hear me? Because it's like, nigga just so attached to what's going on because of the love. But you got to say fuck everything and fuck everybody. Nigga don't got nothing to do with that. You got to really put you first and be smart. You ain't scary. Nigga, play with you, run up on you. Do what you gotta do. Or be smart. That's it. Real shit right there, man. What else you working on, Nino? What else coming up, man? Man, I was working on this fucking movie with, um, I was supposed to be shooting, man, at the, at, in, in May of this year. But he passed, dog. He was, dog. He was, Producing the shit, direct, whatever the fuck that is. Nigga name. 
Omar from the Wire, man. Oh, okay. This is Michael. Yeah, Michael K. Williams. Yeah, dog. So fuck, I, that was my first movie role, so fuck if y'all. Yeah. That would've been I major. got that role. Casting cars, if y'all want that film. Fuck with me, man. I need, I need, I'm trying to do the movies too. Yeah. Damn, we was about to start shooting that shit. That shit fucked up everything. That would've been major. That would've been a good look. Yeah. I got the, I got the role. I did, I had the cast, we did the shit, the table reading. Yeah, the audition. Man, we did that shit, that boy took, I got, man, that boy said, look, man. You a natural. Hmm. I said, for real. I said, boy. I said, I could do this shit. Yeah, gone too early, man. He was a legend out here. That shit fucked me up. Man, that shit fucked me up, dog. And right, you know, you got any shout outs you like to give before we wrap it up here, bro? Shouts out to Stunner. Yeah, man. Shouts out to the Magnolia. Shouts out to my pa. Shouts out to my uncle. Shouts out to the tree. Shouts out to everybody who fuck with me. Shouts out to the haters. That's it. For real. Before you load that clip, make sure you wipe your fingerprints. If they get shot and no one died, and I ain't patient. Make sure you're gonna shoot the kill, cause we can't. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba.